What's good, y'all? It's KJ. I'm from Virginia, but I've lived in a lot of places. And I'm Nick. I'm from Brooklyn. We met when we were teenagers and basically grew up together. And you know, through the years, we made some mistakes. I mean, probably more than we can count. Yeah, for real. And as we travel and navigate adulthood, we may not know much, but if there's one thing we do know, well, I guess it's that we don't really know nothing at all. This podcast is for getting it together, opening your mind, and cracking up a little bit while you're at it. I know we're all trying to survive, and sometimes we don't know what we're doing, but we're here to remind you, we'll we'll figure figure it it out. What happened over there? That's too fat. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Baby, sitting blues. I got the do 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 boo. do 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 The guy's out to get him, and the girl's probably dead. Bo-do-do-do-do. And we should be in bed, and you're out of luck. What is that? Adventures in Babysitting. You kill me with this freaking movie. <laughs> I have to see it baby, at this point. Baby. At this point, I have to see it. because It's so good. Every time, you're like, you don't know that song. And I'm like, what? It's like literally the best, the best thing ever. time to watch it. Yeah. Well, we're here, folks. Here, back. Back here. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking today. <laughs> Even though we are feeling very wacky. Yeah. But we're talking today about professional journeys. Yeah, and what that looks like. How do you get on your path to your professional journey? Right. You know, because we work in in similar professions. Like, we're both, like, in the entertainment industry. But this should, you know, this is, like, really for anyone. Yeah. Right? Like, anybody, regardless of what you do, you know, making sure that you are doing your best to get to where you want to be mm-hmm. um, professionally, like when it comes to your career. Yep. Um, if you choose to have one. Some people some people don't, it's deep. Some people mm-hmm. don't, you know, like they just, you know, many people, um, particularly if you are not like of wealth, right? you know, you're like told that you have to do things a certain way, right? right? Like, so like you got to go to school and then like you got to, you know what I mean? Like you got to figure all these things out. You got to get a job. You better get a nine to five and then like have yeah. 2.5 kids. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so some people just are like, well, I got a job like because I got a job at this place because right. it was a job. And like I just thought that, that was what we were, right. we were supposed Insert to do. Right, insert themselves into this journey that might not be their professional journey. Right. Yeah. Right. That might have been like what your mama wanted. Right. So what do you what do, what's like the first thing you think you do maybe the 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 stamp of confidence maybe to make sure that like the decisions you're going to make about your own personal journey are actually yours like and that you have that ability within yourself to make right. sure that you're on the right path that's Yeah, a lot true of self a lot of self-reflection. A lot of self-reflection because it because you have to be able and that's tough because like in this in our society we ask kids to do that at like seventeen. It's too much, which is wild to like know. And then there's also like this thought of like you better choose something because it's what you're gonna do for the rest of your life. Right? <laughs> and then, yeah, absolutely. That's when, a lot of responsibility. Right. And you and also people we need to stop that. Yeah. Like that whole thought that like. What do you want to study? Like, yeah. what do you want to do with your life? What are you going to major in? What are you going to, right. And then like, that's what you are do you gonna for the rest of your life. Are you going to make any money doing that? Yeah, right. You're, you're, for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could you could literally do something different every decade you if could. you wanted to. And people do. You know? And and people are successful. They are. If you spend, in multiple careers. You know what I mean? You could spend 10 years really invested in, I don't know, like skateboards or something and become very successful and then be like, you know what? I'm going to. Next, I'm going to start dancing. Yeah. And 10 years of extreme practice, you could 10 years later 
become a successful dancer, you know? Yeah. I think there's also, there's obviously this like importance of being able to know what it is that you love, which is tough um, because not everybody has like that thing. Like for both of us, um, I consider both of us to be extremely blessed because like we have these like creative things that we know that we just like. Yeah. You know, and then we had families that like. And we refuse to live without actually. Yeah. yeah. And, right. Right. And that, you know, it's just like, I know that this is. And so it creates direction. Yeah. But some people like don't have that sense of direction or don't, you know. So I would just say like, you know, try some things out. Yeah. What fuels your fire? What actually makes you excited? Because that's what you're going to most likely spend the time to actually work on like you could you know if you're someone who hates math but like your family has an accounting business like you know what I mean cool like you could just take that job and do that and what what are you gonna do you're just gonna be clocking hours you right. spend all are your you time just fulfilled? clocking in hours and then you go home or you know you are like really 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 into I don't know rug making you know, and you say, like, for some reason, like, I just, I'm, this is what I'm really enjoying. Yeah. And then you start a rug, but, you know, especially now with the internet, like, you can literally do whatever you want and find oh, a way yeah. to monetize it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So I think is like, a big part of that is, like, just making sure that you are, you have your own thought. The more, like, actual self-fire, um, for people who are, like, religious or people who are spiritual, I, I do believe that, that that fire in your soul about something is truly the universe's or God's plan mm -hmm. for you. You know what I mean? And that's why it feels like that. Yeah. There's a reason it feels like that for you and not for other people. Like, yeah. you know, and being able to not be afraid, you know. Um, or to look back at your like upbringing or your parents or whatever and be like, listen, I know that you guys think things need to be done this way. Yeah. You know, even if that means, you know, financially that sometimes people are like, well, I got to make money. Right. Then great. Like you got to work hard then. So you better spend your first your eight, first eight hours of your day at Trader Joe's or whatever. And you better come home and give at least a couple of hours to yeah, yourself. To your craft. You better make sure you have on Saturdays. You, you know, if yeah. that's the case, I think is like, you know. Just really knowing like, okay, this is something I care about and then I'm willing to work for it. Yeah. Whatever that means. That could mean you're working for a company or something. Like mm -hmm. it could be if that's it what you care could. about. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, you know. Um, I also think it's really important, you know, just professionally to remain authentic, um, true to yourself and to do things with integrity um, and be about your word. These just seem like such like, like, I don't know, like virtues type yeah. vibe, but I, Tim, I really do believe in them because if you show up, you're authentically you, which means if you're there, you want to be there, right? If you're being authentically you, you won't be in a situation. I mean, you might be in a situation that's harder. There might be things, but there's something that, 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 you know, that you're doing that like, you feel aligned with. Yeah, and you might stick out in the in the crowd if you're really aligned in that way, you know? You might be at a might be at a position at a job where like you're the only one that sticks to your word and yeah. people flock to you because of that. Right. It's okay to feel uncomfortable and to feel like 
you know, you're off, you're on to something that n- not necessarily everybody else is on to. Right. Because you're honoring yourself. Right. Right. I think that, you know, those things are really important. Doing the best that you know, doing the best that you can, doing what you say you're going to do, yeah. having morals. Right. I feel like if you show up regardless of the job with that, like I'm authentically me, which, first of all, being authentically you is incredibly magnetic. Yeah. You know what I mean? People. I realize just naturally tend to like people who are really themselves, people tend to just flock to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this person's dope because they just like if they're it's right. It's there's no yeah. baloney pony yeah. in exactly. your personality. Exactly. You know what I mean? So you show up like that. People know what they're going to get. Exactly. You show up like that. You are ready to work. You are ready to do things with integrity. You do the things you say you do. I, it's hard for it's hard for someone to deny your ability as a someone who works, mm-hmm. you know, and p- people will want to continue to work with you yeah. or give you more work mm-hmm. if that's the way you move. So to me, to me, that's, you know, that's really important. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, when we talk about professional journey, I mean, we're both sitting here as people that identify as women, right? You know, and being a working woman is one thing. Being a woman in the music industry is another. But all of those intertwined, you have to be able to persevere. You have to be able to push through anything that comes your way, not be able to be afraid of of standing up for something that's not right, being mm-hmm. able to ask questions yeah. in the time of fucking asking them whether it's going to make somebody uncomfortable or not right. or whether you challenge someone. Yeah. Um, and then... Right. Men are, men are taught, you know, to... Obviously, particularly cis men and even more so cis white men, you know, they don't have to have these discussions. No No one has to like, (laughs) no one has to be like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Don't be afraid because you could be the most mediocre motherfucker Mm -hmm. with that confidence. And just because you said, hey, shouldn't I be getting getting paid more because da 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 da, you might get paid more. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think it's like really like being able to understand that things will come at you there there might you might be in a situation where like you're aligned you're living your dream you're working but there are these things that feel like roadblocks these things that right being able to move around them and not be uh just so stuck if like you know this one person you work with isn't like respecting you or if you don't feel like you're making enough money you know yeah yeah i mean even just being able to navigate change if there's a change in staff where you're at Mm -hmm. or if there's a change in policy Mm -hmm. or if there's a change in physically how your business is manifesting itself or if there's a change in uh, the hierarchy of the company you work for or if you feel like I've stuck it to the man for this much time and now I want to work for myself regardless again being able to persevere and come out on that at the top you know right like like Nick's saying like you see that roadblock know that there's always a way around even Mm -hmm. if it wasn't what you thought it was going to be there are these options and definitely as women we gotta we gotta make it through and and band together to help each other out in those scenarios yeah and then you see and then that also brings me to knowing your worth Mm mm-hmm Oh, man. Right? Like knowing. It like took me way too long to figure that out. <laughs> professionally. Professionally. Yeah. Well, you know, and in life, but professionally for sure. Yeah. Like that's that's tough. Like, you know, obviously being clear when you get there about what you mm-hmm. expect. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Um, that also, could actually, that's really actually important. Yeah. Because everybody is going to base off what they're going to, you know, you, you. You go to a job interview, right? And then there's like this awkward moment of like, 
do you ask about salary or mm-hmm. do you know going in it or even the the rate of what you're going to get paid at fuck a full-time job and a salary just mm-hmm. in general you know we always i think we've probably both been told this is better to high highball yourself than to lowball because you can always come down but you can't ever go up right you, you know those kind of things i wish i would have known because in scenarios where i lowballed myself i was never taken seriously mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day you know you devote yourself to a company for x amount of years and you got a friend in finance that's like oh by the way you're the lowest played person here <laughs> You know? Yeah. And you've been the longest one there. And yeah. you're like, fuck, like, there's billion billionaires sitting on this board, like, or sitting in a seat that obviously has the money to pay me. They just don't think that I am worth that because yeah. I didn't think that I was worth that mm-hmm. or didn't know that I could ask for that. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit. Right. I think also, you know, just creating those own boundaries. Like, you, you know, you were saying earlier, you know, what if your company... Your company has, you know, some changing in staff, right? Like being able to be like, you know what? I know what you're paying me. I'm telling you right now, I can't do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And being able to like not be afraid. I think it's tricky when we're talking about money because there's always this like stress of like, oh, well, I can't lose my job. Right. Which is why I'm like, you know, eventually when we do a a money episode, um, that's why I obviously... Um, will advocate for having some savings in the bank Mm -hmm. because I don't, you know, the thought of moving around a career because of the fear of money um, is something that you only have to deal with if you don't have it. Like rich people don't think about that. Like are people with money or not? Like if you're not respected a job, it's like, it sucks, but I have to go. Yeah. Done. Why? Because I can pay for myself to eat. Right. Exactly. And you're obviously, you know, not paying me my worth. Right. You know, so I think like having those boundaries, Knowing your worth, right? Um, just know, like knowing what you deserve. Research, see what other people are getting paid. You got any friends in the industry? Because ask some y- questions. If you have some good friends, like a real good friend, will dead ass tell you what they make. I know Absolutely. we not. You're not supposed to talk about that stuff. You know what I mean? I, but I'm a, you know, let's say they don't work with you. Mm-hmm. You know, even so, if they do, if somebody sees you struggling and mm-hmm. knows you're putting in ten times the effort, right? That's why they don't want you to talk about it. Absolutely, <laughs> nine times out of ten, if you have a homie that works with you, they will be like, dude, like I have to tell you, right? Yeah. I came in here a year ago and I'm making more money than you, right? Right, and that's something that as women, and and especially as a black woman, you know, it's just, it comes up all the time. All the time. I'm just like, wait, why is this person getting paid so much more than me? And I know my skills. You know what I mean? Um, like, you know, I was I was teaching and I love, you know, I'm an educator. I love teaching. There's a, you know, um, but it took me so long to get that, you know, the, the gusto up to ask for a raise, you know, and then I did it. And then it was like, well... You can work a little more. And then so I did that. And then I was like, no, just kidding. I want a raise. And then it was like, okay, we'll give you a raise. But like this could change anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and then COVID happened. Right. You know, and then obviously, well, I'm sure I'll talk later more yeah, about what no, happened we'll there. But, that but sure. you know what I mean? Like, I think you have to ask. And then at some point you have to make a decision about based on your worth about whether you it makes sense for you to stay there. It's like relationships or anything right right? like you know know, and we and we talk about you know 
looking into your network or or even just like on your professional journey, like the word network is so like kind of daunting, you know, like not your actual community of your people. Right. Because that's like where the good shit comes in. The funds about your network like you have a vast amount of people that you could tap in at any time to collaborate with. You know, one person only goes so far, you know. I think the the biggest takeaway for me on my personal journey thus far has been the fact that I can't do everything alone. Mm. Being able to trust who you're going to tap in, now that's a whole different ballgame. Right. Um, and I think that comes back to navigating change and setting that intention and, and knowing your gut, you know, who you trust. But... You know, a network can be a really, really positive thing, especially in our industry, you know, especially in the entertainment industry, whether it be playing, whether it be collaborating on a live event, you know, and production wise. But there are things that are just fucking awkward, man, about <laughs> networking. And that's really just because some people are lame. Like, and I feel yeah. that I think that's because like, I'm introvert city. Yeah. You know, and and I guess an introverted extrovert, like I love to be alone, but also like I don't want to talk to you. Right. Like, and I it doesn't it has nothing to do with like the other person. But then also sometimes there are people who, you know, just don't vibrate with yeah. you. And, and you're going to have moments where you are going to be standing in a room talking to mm-hmm. someone that, you know, you ain't ever going to hang out with Ugh, the small talk. Right. Which is funny because I, I, you know, I'm not one to sm- if I don't like you. I'm not going to small talk you for whatever you can do for me. Yeah, no. Because I, because if I know I'm not banging with your wave, I, I don't know how we're going to be able to really. We're not going to collaborate. Yeah, but some people, you know, well, you yeah. lived in L.A., so you know. <laughs> Shit, I've lived here, too. And uh, yeah, I definitely. Reminds me of people who are just like, yeah. I'm going to talk to you about yes. blah, 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 blah. But yes, you, I right, mean, you've you been know, here, too. You know. Definitely, you know, I think we all know a couple people on the scene that are just like. Yeah. Talking about something, but ain't talking about nothing. Right. Right. You definitely experience that more than I do because because for a lot of artists, you um prior to COVID, but also post COVID too, you know, and what will happen. But like you've always been in this position of like being in the know, mm-hmm. being able to like like, oh, we'll hit Katie up because she probably knows someone who can get you on this, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that whole vibe. So like, I know you are accustomed because I've yeah. been with you. And I don't take you know. it lightly. I, I actually love that. I mean, I've been always wanting to be like, shit, I got this hookup. Hell yeah, I got mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's nothing but a thing to get someone on a list when the list is tangible, right. you know? Um, or, or to hook somebody up with an opportunity. I love it. It's just like what I hate is being, again, in an awkward scenario where somebody blatantly just needs something from you. Yes. And and it, they want they don't care a fuck about mm-hmm. what they're asking you about. Right. They just want to get pad around enough conversation to be able to ask you a favor. Right. Not right. because they fuck with you. Right. But because they need an opportunity. Right. I think, yeah, I feel like people need to remember that, like, when you are like that with someone especially if they can give you something or whatever, and y'all ain't homies or whatever, like, please know that, like, we, like, they are talking to their friends and shit about you, and then now this is going to go around of, like, oh, this is someone who just, they just always be wanting something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't just move like that. No, not at all. You know, there are some people who just move like that, yeah. where it's like, well, I'm going to, this is the perfect opportunity I'm going to mm-hmm. get to get what I want. Like, cool, that's fine, but just know 
we will be talking about your ass later. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're <laughs> fake as fuck. Exactly. Right. Like that that fake, nope, 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 nope. Not with it. No. You know what I mean? I'm, I can't. I can't do it. I think that's why networking for me is like, can be tough. Sometimes it's fun. It is fun. Because we fun like what we do. It's genuine. Yeah. You know? It's like, I'm really just meeting people and we all are on the, you know, we all are of the same tribe. Yeah. And, and we, maybe we haven't seen people in a while, you know, especially with the COVID shit. Like, it's nice to be mm-hmm. able to see a couple people mm-hmm. that we we have really been tight with before or right. we've, we all went to school together or something like that. Uh-huh. It's nice to be able to pick it up. But that's because we really know these people yeah. and we all genuinely care about each other. Yeah. You know, I agree. So what about mentors? Mm. Let's talk mentors. Because like, you think about moving forward in your career, I feel like one of the best ways to do that is to study and understand people who have done what you've done yeah. or what you're trying to do or who have who have navigated the waters that you're that you're trying to swim. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I know. I could use a lot more mentorship in my life at this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think how do you feel like is the best way to find a mentor in twenty twenty? Maybe maybe if not even if we're talking COVID, just of the new age. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably easier than ever, I would assume, just because like everyone's contact information is right. Like just you know, you could just yeah. DM somebody and just yeah. say, I'm you know, I just like I've been checking out what you're doing and I'm, you know, I I would really love to learn from you and blah 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 blah. Like, you know what I mean? Not all education costs money. <laughs> right. And that's actually a better way in my head of putting it like, I'd like to learn from you versus will you be my mentor? Right. You know, like Right. I've always thought that I had to ask somebody outwardly that, but it's actually right. like goes hand in hand. You could just ask if if people are willing to teach you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I also like mentors can, I don't want to say mentors can suck, but like the also, I think you also remember like they're human too. So mm-hmm. like anybody, any human that's going to try to help you with your journey, like your journey is just your journey. Yeah. So I think if you can find someone that's sort of like, once again, is na- sort of navigated the waters you're trying to swim in mm-hmm. and can kind of show you the way, great. But your your whole thing is going to look a- different than their whole thing. Yeah. Especially if they're older than you because the world is different and the yeah. times are different. So, you know, but I think it can be helpful. It can be super helpful. I do too. You know. What do you think mentors add to your journey? Obviously, I mean, some sort of knowledge that you didn't have previously and, and elevation. Elevation to some certain degree, if if you feel like they're actually an asset to the industry that you're in and and to the direction that you're going. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like you know, people say like you know, you learn your history or you're bound to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like just someone who's done it already. You know, sometimes yeah. you, that that can help you to avoid making mistakes mm-hmm. and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone who's done it already is like actually. You know, Absolutely. someone who could be like, you could use this contact, but this person's kind of a jerk. So yeah, you might want to contact the assistant up. instead. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, things like that, that sort of like that shoe in to the door. Um, and I think it's just like not being afraid to ask. Yeah, I agree. You know, because even if you're like in an office setting kind of vibe, like not being afraid to like go to like, let's say you're like you're in, you know, I used to work in copyright mm-hmm. and... I'm not, but let's say I was more interested in marketing. Right. You know, if I wanted to, if it was important to me, which clearly I was in a different ed space back yeah. then, but if it was important to me, I really could have sent an email to the VP of marketing or got literally walked to the door 
Yeah. And be like, hey, I just wanted to meet you. And did it, you know, because now you stick out. Mm-hmm. And it's like those things that some people are just like scared to do for yeah, some reason. Totally. When it's like not really scary. What's the worst thing they could say? No. Right, exactly. Uh, oh, I don't really have time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and at least you asked and now you know and you keep it pushing. Exactly. Or, or just accordingly. Exactly. But with that being said on, on the mentorship, you know, tip, if we will, you know, like, I guess what you're saying, like they can be valuable in multiple ways, especially if like you're in a sticky scenario uh, professionally and you're thinking about leaving where you're at, you know. Right. Um, And I guess I wish I had that moving forward or when I was in a position of leaving Mm. my job, you know, somebody that already had their foot in the door to be like, yeah, this is a little right this is that little bit of validation mm -hmm, like this ain't right that's it the validation Mm -hmm. because you know nick and i have both actually had recent ish um positions and 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 professional journeys that we both had to leave yeah um yeah some in ways you know some in which we it was absolutely dire necessity and then some were just uh situational Mm. um i mean Knowing when to leave, man, I could honestly say it kept me up at night. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just the if there is a list, period, <laughs> multiple reasons why you feel like who you're working with and for are not getting what they need, but the resources are there. Um, for me, that was probably one of the biggest items that made me feel defeated you know being in a space in a lot in a live live music space you know where we're supposed to be creating these atmospheres of peace and um for me it was a it was a revolutionary monumental stage for me this is where people can do live protests and Mm -hmm. say what they want to say um but it just wasn't met with the heart that I was putting in on the corporate side of it. Right. You know, um, and it became, I was exhausting myself to compensate for what I should have been handed Mm -hmm. um, to be able to give back in in the way that I think the arts is made to do. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I had to get out of there because it was literally uh, destroying my self from the inside out yeah um it just I, I i and then by the end i felt like my name was being attached to things and bad decisions and mm-hmm. choices and fuckeries and racist vibes right. and all these things yeah. and it just did not it was not a reflection of who i am and my character mm-hmm. and unfortunately when you're in a position of some sort of power, even if it's not at the top, you know you're the pe- you're the person that people see. Mm-hmm. People think that you have to you have your hand in all right. of it, um, whether it be positive or negative. And you know when you've built something and you work hard for it, and you work hard for people to have an opportunity, and then it's shit on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the last straw for me. Yeah, um, that's super important to talk about too. Like if you're working for another organization. And you don't agree with what they're doing, which I also, you know, just have been dealing with recently with like wherever I was working, they were trying to disband the union and it was like it was going to like affect lots of schools in New York. It was just such a like just horrible, horrible um, thing to go through, you know, the union that made sure that when I decided to take a layoff, which was so sad. You know what I mean? So sad. I mean, I, you know, 
I, I, I do, I think about you and that, you know, that the whole figuring out when to leave because I was in that position in time for a very short moment of like, you know, whatever. I, like I said earlier, you know, I'd ask for these raises, ask for these raises, then boom, COVID, right? And now I'm teaching and I've been there for whatever years, eight years, something like that. And now I'm kind of teaching online and like, we, it just feels weird. And then no one's telling me anything. And then a couple weeks before school starts, I am told that I'm now working 25% of what I was working. We're like, I'm like, I might as well just be on unemployment. Fuck right. that. And all this other stuff is going on. You guys are trying to like all, it just was such a, you know, and how sad, man, because obviously you know how I feel about education, about kids. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been there for so many years. So to not be able to say goodbye, yeah. to not be able to tell kids who like literally had just told you like I've I've been practicing I'm really excited and when I see you next year you know and not ever even be able to say anything like okay okay you're gonna you don't want to stay here taking the layoff email done you know kind of thing but I think for me to make a decision like that I had to really really feel like it didn't make sense anymore and for me what I was seeing with the leadership and everything it just was like yo I don't I don't stand for what's happening here yeah and I know my worth. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that, yeah. You know, and we're both worth. Yeah, a lot. M- more, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So I think... Um, a lot than I, that I was ever paid. And when you say you only sat in that kind of moment where you're like, when do I leave for right. a minute? We both know that I sat in that for a very long yeah. time, for years. Yeah, We right. just listened to a fucking voice memo from, th- what, three... Three yeah. and a half years ago, where yeah. I was literally crying, right, talking about how much and it was like was, a newer job at the time. Oh yeah, how much I was in turmoil about it, mm-hmm. you know. But it just wasn't. I knew that I had more to do, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't the time. I did get a raise, but it still wasn't enough. The right. money wasn't the problem right. when, when I figured that out because mm-hmm. right. that masked a lot of things. Then I got the money, and the issues were still there, right? Oof. Which was horrible because right. now you have what you've been asking for, yeah, but. That actually is not the core issue. Right. The core issue is the leadership. Right. You weren't aligned with it. No. It was which is why you were feeling so no. you know, like I always felt very aligned with that teaching yeah. gig because it was, you know, as far as like me being able to do what I want, I felt like my students were excited. Yeah. You know, they want they came and they were like, yo, let's play. Yeah. That was, you know what I mean? It was really a situation where I felt, and I finally was in this space where the program was mine. Yeah, I, you could I'd change been, the curriculum. I had been working under someone bit. that, that um, you know, I, I would just say we just teach a little differently mm-hmm. and, and I had some other ideas for what should have been happening. Yeah. And I was kind of really about to get to the place where I wanted this program to become um, as serious as I felt like it should be for the yeah. type of school that that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that it wasn't, it was not, it was never really quite aligning. So at that point where it's like, all right, it took me that long to ask for all those raises and it right. still wasn't really happening. You know, the fact that it was like, cool, we're going to pay you this now. I was like, all right, yo, I see what yeah. this is. What am I going to do? What are we going to? Yeah. Fourth time isn't a charm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think at the end of my time, you know, the biggest reason and the biggest thing um, for me to know when I needed to leave, I got bitter as fuck. Mm. Angry. Mm-hmm. I'm talking anger from the from the bottom of my soul. I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was angry that people that I were putting on were getting fucked over. I was angry that people weren't getting paid on time. Mm-hmm. I was angry yeah, that we weren't like being that. able to be up, set up for success production-wise to help people in the way of the mission of what we were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I was I was just angry that 
the grant shit was fucked up. Ain't nobody that's getting that needs to get the money mm-hmm. getting the money. Mm-hmm. I was annoyed that it was just a chess and pawn game happening. Yeah. And that we were all dispensable. Right. That was really what it was. I was just angry. And instead of being able to know and step back and know that I can communicate, you know, um, and again, ask for what I needed. Um, but I just didn't think that it even mattered. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, again, having that good year that we yeah. had last year, it just became more. I mean, we were on a roll, especially at the end. Yeah. Um, which is why I think I was just like, you know what? I actually think that this is the right moment to leave and start my own shit. Now, no one knew that we'd be in a pandemic, you know, a couple right. months later. And it definitely was not the time to start a new business. But you know what? Shit happens for a reason. And I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I did mm-hmm. it because my position got dissolved anyways. Right. Based on COVID. So I wouldn't have a job either way. Right. Um, and... I think I made the best decision. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. I also, Tim, you brought up something really like, you know, you're just like, I was so angry. I was from the pit of me, you know. That makes me think about, you know, back when I was doing the business, the music business thing. And, you know, I think you'll know the same thing is, you know, if you listen to the dating episode. Right. You know, same thing is as when you're dating, like, or you're with someone. If, if in the core of you, you are not feeling right. Yeah. And it's just not going away. Like, I think that, you know, because I there was a point I, I went, I fell into a very deep depression and I was too young. And, you know, this is basically right after college. Right. Yeah. I kind of I didn't even get a second to like be like, I got out of school. I'm looking for a job. Like, no, there was no looking for a job. I had a job. You already. Had one, yeah. And which I, I think so many people thought was so cool. I did. Definitely. She got this really dope job. So and she can't wait to graduate. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah. And and I'm there and. All the things you're thinking, I'm working at this label and I got all these perks and all these things that are supposed to be so fun. I'm like, I'm staring at this computer screen and these numbers for music I don't even like like that. And these people are miserable. Like people would be looking at me crazy because I was when I when I was happy mm-hmm. enough so that it just it just enveloped me like it just became I became miserable like them. You know what I mean? And and for me, I couldn't go home. You know, at the time, I was still, like, living with my grandparents who, like, if you don't know them, uh, my grandfather's a musician. They're, like, vibrant people, and they have good energy. Yeah. That's, like, one of the biggest blessings. I always have somewhere to go back to where I know that my mental state will steady because they're just – they just vibrate high. They mm-hmm. understand things. They they travel a lot, like, or yeah. they did pre-COVID, you know? Yeah. Um, And I got so sick, man. I, I was – so sick that I became, I was mentally sick, but I didn't realize it because it was all manifesting physically. Mm. Started with my legs, it, then it became my stomach, then my heart would, it would beat real fast and then it would feel like it would stop. Then I would have these moments of sweating. There was a, a, a day where at the end of the job where I was profusely spitting up like these weird crazy and people yeah. don't realize that that anxiety can do these things yeah. to your body right how many doctors i went to i got ekgs i'm going to cardiologists i'm going to gastroenterologists i'm everywhere that sick until a lyme disease specialist held my hand and said you are depressed and you have anxiety yeah you know and the mental health episode, we'll chat about that, you yeah. know. But if if something is messing you up so much to your core, what happened? I finally got better, and I was like, "This job ain't it." Yeah, and you had to you had to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it. I think that that is really really important. Just knowing, like I, knowing when it's time. Yeah. 
knowing when it's time because like don't and you'll know people always say that but i swear it's true mm-hmm. you will know yeah. you'll be at the last straw right because you ain't gonna drive yourself into the grave over no job no or you shouldn't and you shouldn't have to no you shouldn't have to you know what i mean and, and there are people who are in financial situations where they do have to or they they don't have the resources to do something else like you know so it's it's if you should do your best to really, you know, that goes back to the beginning. If you're going to start something professionally, feel aligned with it yeah. because it could literally make you sick. Right. If you don't. And if you don't like what you're getting, fucking ask for it. Yeah. Ask for it. And if somebody blatantly won't, I didn't say can't, won't give it to you, then think, just take a moment to think. Mm-hmm. The world is vast, my dudes. The world is vast. There are ways to get the things that you want. You think outside the box. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like being in this society, we have, uh, most of us have been trained to think inside of a certain box. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you may think that the only way is to make sure that you work at your dad's accounting firm and it's the only way. And I'm here to tell you it is not if it's not what you want and assess the scene man assess the scene don't feel like you got to show up and go to go into the boardroom and have a whole bunch to say because you don't you know who's going to have a whole bunch to say and we'll just tell you exactly where you're at and what the company is about all the people that are in there for the wrong fucking reasons (laughs) or or the reasons that have nothing to do with the art or the job or the creative aspects of it or to make the fucking world a better place let's put let's be really real about it yeah authenticity man yeah authenticity like if it don't feel right to you to to show up to the boardroom and sit and look your hands crossed and i think you know not to sorry if you guys are in boardrooms like not to be like that there's a lot of good work that happens in places like that but you know if that doesn't feel like you there's not a reason that you have to do it no i'm tear i'm telling you because trust me i i get it i understand financial necessity you know what i mean but there is nothing that will make you poorer than disregarding yourself mm-hmm. and your soul. Yeah, absolutely. You want to talk about wealth? Happiness right. is wealth. Yeah, facts. You know, and I think after that whole like, you know, that whole like depression uh, portion of my life because of the job, I got to a space of like my happiness is actually the of the ultimate and utmost importance. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what matters. You know yeah. what I mean? As long, I mean, granted, got to be able to pay for stuff. Yeah, Once absolutely. again, got to be able to like eat and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even if I'm doing it in a way that I don't like, there should be a plan to yeah. find a way to do it in the way that you like. And if you if you are someone who just, uh, you have to be someone who has ambition. Yep. You know, you can't just stop working at it because you'll live in that space. Mm-hmm. And it's, I get it. It feels easy, but it ain't going to be easy forever. No, not at all. You know, so- with that being said, yeah. I think, obviously, we it's funny because we did not, when we created this podcast, have any intention of talking about COVID all the time, but it is at the forefront of everything, everything. right now. So I think we should just talk about, I don't know, like professionally, it's almost like everybody is under some sort of change, change. Or in some sort of change yeah. you know most people have had some sort of change to their job i even if you're an essential worker and you're still going to work your job looks different mm-hmm. you know what i mean like for, you know 
even in just that you're wearing a mask all the time. Right. You know, hopefully. And then like however many million of us that are unemployed. Right. You know, talk about all of those changes of schedules and atmosphere and vibes and Mm -hmm. being around people and doing all the shit, you know, I mean, especially in, in our specific professional journeys and being in the music industry, you know, everything has changed. Um, and, and if it hasn't for you, I'm sure it looks a little different. Like mm-hmm. maybe now you are remote and you don't go into the office. Maybe your whole corporation has figured out that nobody needed to be in the office anyways. Right. You know, <laughs> that's um, happened a lot. Or, the, or, you know, anything. It's just like COVID has really, really changed some, I guess, every trajectory possible mm-hmm. professionally, mm-hmm. you know, and how do we, not even how, we just can't get discouraged. Yeah. I think that's really the biggest thing and, be, and being able to remain flexible mm-hmm. during this time. Mm-hmm. We know even if it lasts for a little bit longer than we would like it to, we yeah. know that there's going to be an end. And we know that there's going to be the calm after the storm. And mm-hmm. there's going to be a moment where we're, we're absolutely going to have a future and possibilities. Mm-hmm. So how do we remain flexible and how do we keep our spirits high? Right. You know? Right. I think, you know, we, we talk about this a ton and we always talk about this, but, you know, making sure that you are thinking outside the box, mm-hmm. like always, right? That you can that you can see other ways to get done the things that you want to get done, that you yeah. can sort of think about um, ways to not remain stagnant because yeah. that's not, I mean, unless you're there and you financially can do that. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it's also... COVID has been really interesting in the way that it is forcing other people to think about different ways to make money. Yeah. So if for some reason your income, like many people, right, um, has changed because of this, I think that there are probably people who are starting to look at things that they love, even when their careers had nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, dang, maybe I can like do this now because just new streams of income yeah especially like if you got fired or if you're laid off it's like there is that thought of like do i even want to do what i'm doing i definitely went through that like do i want to be teaching right or even if you you play if you play like new ways of playing right you know you can't go to venues we're in new york Mm -hmm. it's getting fucking cold outside you know people are playing in parks people Mm -hmm. are playing in outdoor spaces Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. social distance yeah you gotta roll with the punches roll with the tides gotta do your best to roll with the punches which is hard because like we've which is it's funny that we're saying this because we've both like sat in the living room and just like cried 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 our eyes out about how to like move forward but it's hard it's challenging it's it is challenging but i think it's like we have to because if we don't here's the thing there are people in your industry right now who are working tirelessly to figure it out absolutely and nothing is stopping the world. I mean, unless, until we're, unless we're all gone yeah. tomorrow, like people are still figuring things out. So you could sit and obviously I, I, I definitely advocate for making sure your mental health and stuff is together through this first. You know what I mean? But then when it's time to work. Um, I think it's important to like, you know, see what it, you can see what other people are doing. Figure out where the holes are. Yeah. You know, write some things down. Mm-hmm. Exercise some critical thinking, Mm. you know, really think deep. Yeah. We've been talking about that a little bit, just like personally at the crib Mm -hmm. about just like actually thinking about the last time that I personally have thought critically. It's been it's been a while. It's been you a while. You say that. That's not true. It has true. been a while. I mean, Oh, well, really yeah, you haven't been working thinking. lately, you know, yeah. in the same way. No, so. exactly. Yeah. You know, but it's never, it's never too late to just like, 
tap yourself on the shoulder, know that this is a blip in the equation. Right. And that there will be an end mm-hmm. to it all. And we mm-hmm. will be able to be back on our professional journeys in yeah. a way. It might not be the way that we thought, but it'll right. be a way and a way for us to survive. I think nothing ever stays the same. So you have your hand in what comes next, yeah, right? Yeah, which is exciting. So either everything will dissipate because you did nothing. Right. And you just can say goodbye to that part of your life. Or you work towards something. You remain flexible. and You know what I mean? And you create something yeah. out of nothing. I think we we all have that ability. There are free ways mm-hmm. to do things. It's kind of like the beauty of the internet now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so true. Um, so it's like not not everything has to be like super expensive yeah. either. Right. You know, no, I agree. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, since we did this whole episode on like professional journey and we got some little gems for the women, right? Persevere, speak up, navigate change, know your worth. And, you know, we're speaking to everybody. But, you know, as two people that identify as women, we're like out here. Mm-hmm. You know, so we decided to really like pick a record that was just a solid record for the hype yes, of the professional journey. Because do you know what time it is? Well, what time is it? It is album time. Ooh, that was a new one. I know. I figured we had to get a little, you know, some some gruesome hip hop in there. Yeah, well. What's that video? That's hip hop. <laughs> yeah, and what is she doing? Like little shoulder pumps? <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Oh my God. Fucking white people. Okay. Um, so the, the album time is The Carters. Yes. Did that record? Oh my God. We got Boss. Yes. We got Ape Shit. Yep. There's that, my friends, your friends, your friends. Woo. You know, I don't, it just, the, I think we just chose this because, first of all, Beyonce. I, I was mean, just going to say it's one like, word, Queen B. I know. Well, it's that's like, not one word. I know. <laughs> it's like, I know that this is a Jay-Z record too. And I love Jay-Z. Like, yes. you know, I'm a Brooklynite. Like, I, you know, I bang with Jigga. But Beyonce, I think, has this power in her voice to really uplift mm-hmm. and to make you feel like, yo, I'm the shit and I yeah. got this. Yeah. You know, and if the songs on this record, a lot of them really have that vibe of like, I'm out here, bitch. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't test me. I know my worth already. Right. Do you? Right. Right. Ain't nothing to them. Mm-hmm. Boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, all of it. Yes. Check that one out. Turn it up in the whip. Turn it all the it's way up. It's a good like turn up in the whip. Check out the Carter's record if you haven't listened to it. It's Jay Z and Beyonce. If you haven't listened to it, like, please do. Please and also do. know that you cannot search it by going to Beyonce. You must search it by going to the, the Carters, Carters, which is crazy because, like, you know, I was I was like Beyonce's album. It is not a Beyonce. No, album. unfortunately, Beyonce's still the queen. And to everyone that says that Beyonce's not that good, you can. Go and do yourself a favor and listen to the Carters. <laughs> and then once you do that, listen to I am dot 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 Sasha Fierce. Yes. But that's a yes. whole other episode. Love it, love it, love it. Until next time. Yes. I mean, you know, the professional thing um, is tough right now. I know we're all sort of like struggling through it. Even if we weren't in COVID, that's a big part of, you know, being a human is figuring out, you know, what it is that you want to do and what you want to devote your life to mm-hmm. um, or devote times in your life to. Um, that's it. And, and to ascend and to get better and to do the best you can. Um, 
is possible for all of us. And regardless, 